הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שלכנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע הפר הקדוש משבר הצמא ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחנו נפה גמל שמחה נא נח נחנו נחנו אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן ברוך השם today בעזרת השם we're going to finish the section of שיחות ערן that discusses אמונה and avoiding philosophy And hopefully next podcast, B'zat Hashem, we'll start a new section which discusses the importance of Yidvodadut and prayer, secluded prayer specifically. But uh, today we continue on the subject of um, this uh, philosophical wisdom and how to avoid it and all the advice Rabbeinu gives us in this, uh, um, about the subject. Se'iv resh chavheh. Rabbeinu zikhanon mevachak kshaya be'uman. Shal otu echad im efshar leda chokhmat ha'kabala bli ha'tanitim u'mikvaot. Rabbeinu made his memory be a blessing. Towards the end of his life, when he was in Uman, a person came up to him and asked him um, whether it's possible to know the wisdom of Kabbalah, whether it's possible to understand the true Chokhmah of the Kabbalah, the secret of the Torah, without fasting, without going to the Mikveh. Of course, it's very common that Mekubalim, people who are masters at this sort of wisdom, or if we can say they're familiar with this sort of Torah, and they, they delve deep into the Torah of the Kabbalah, they engage in fasting, And um, it was a common practice that they would fast on Mondays and Thursdays. Many great Mekubalim used to fast from Shabbat to Shabbat, as we saw with Rabbeinu. Um, but they also used to go to the Mikveh every single day. The Arizal mentioned this, of course, also. And um, this was common. So the man asked Rabbeinu, is it possible to know the Kabbalah um, without fasting, without the Mikveh? Because one person was saying, Um, that it's impossible to know this. So he came to the he came to Rabbeinu with that. Um, he came to Rabbeinu with what this person said, saying that uh, it's impossible to know the wisdom of Kabbalah without fasting and going to the mikveh and with perhaps some mortifications um, by suffering, like like uh, what do you call it? By um, ascending above the concept of like the the physical nature of the body and stuff like that by subduing the nature of one's body. And um, the man came to Rabbeinu and said, "I heard this from someone." What do you say about this? Hashiv and Rabbeinu responded, It's possible to know the wisdom of the Kabbalah without fasting or mikveh. For it's a wisdom. And the wisdom doesn't require those other things. And Rabbeinu said that um, the reason why people find it so difficult to understand the book of Etzchayim, which is the, perhaps we can say, the deepest and most complex book of the Ari Kadosh. Um, um, which discusses lots of creations, of, uh, lots of secrets of the creation of the world, and there's many different sections and and um, and gates in this book. But um, so it is definitely the the maybe the deepest and most complex book of the Ariya Kadosh. Um, there's that the Shara Kavanot and Shara Gilgulim, if I'm not mistaken. But specifically, Etzchayim is the hardest of the three. And uh, Rabbeinu said the reason why it's so difficult to understand this book of Etzchayim, which is translated as the tree of life, because Rabbeinu said it's not written in order. This is why it's difficult. Rabbeinu also said about Etzchayim, the holy book of Etzchayim written by Yarei HaKadosh, written by Rabbi Hamital, of course. Um, he said about this that the entire book is Musar. The entire book is um, uh, ethical teachings. And obviously on the surface level, nobody could get that from, from the book, no, from the words of the book. 
it seems almost like a tremendous Kabbalistic wisdom that, are, that it's very difficult to decode. And yet Rabbeinu said, said once he had finished Etz uh, Chaim, um, he, had, he had finished it at one point, uh, after multiple times he had already read this book, and he finished it again, and he was telling Rabbi Nathan and the students, he said, now I realize after finishing it this time that the entire book of Etz Chaim is, is a Sefer Musar, it's a book of Musar, ethical uh, teachings, or reproof. So, um, Rabbeinu says, the book of Etzchayim is not written in order. This is why it's so difficult to understand. And he continued, Rabbeinu explains something very important for us to understand. And he says like this, that in the place where this philosophical wisdom ends, in that place where it ends, where it cannot surpass, that from that place onward is where the true wisdom lies, and that's the Chokhmat Kabbalah. That's where the true wisdom of the Kabbalah begins. In the place where the wisdom of philosophy ends, or this pseudo wisdom of philosophy ends, that is where the Chokhmat of the Kabbalah starts. Perush meaning, because the philosophers they could only investigate up until the end of the physical universe. They cannot look past that. Meaning, even all the the galaxies and all these. Um, even all the galaxies and um, the planets, this is all part of the universe. And um, this is still all part of the world of Asiya, <laughs> the world of, um, of action, which is where, uh, what do you call it, where the physical world lies. That's all the universe, everything is all part of the, the world of Asiya, if I'm not mistaken. And past that, is where all the upper worlds exist. The world of Yetzira, Beria, Atzilut. So we can only imagine, even if you want to look with a telescope and you want to go see very far out into the universe, into the galaxy, your wisdom can only bring you so far. You can only bring theory and you can only try to investigate into that which you can see. Past that, you cannot speak about. How can you speak about something you've never seen before? Or experienced before, and the wisdom of Kabbalah though is something completely godly though, which uh, which are teachings taught from Eliyahu Navi to Rabbi Shem Yochai and things that Rabbi Shem Yochai perceived in the cave with his son uh, Rabbi Elazar. Secrets of the Torah that not one person can understand without godly shefa influx or without God teaching it to you essentially, and that wisdom is way beyond the scope of the human intellect. It's something very, very special. So, look what Rabbi Nathan says. Look what uh, Rabbeinu says and Rabbi Nathan writes. We know the wisdom of philosophy or this philosophical uh, pursuit can only go up until the, the, the uh, what do you call it? Up until the physical universe. Uh, they can only uh, speculate within the, within the realm of the physical universe. But from then onward, they know absolutely nothing. How can you begin to even speak about something which you do not even know exists? And even within the limits of the physical universe, even from the celestial spheres and below, even these philosophers are confused. The majority of them are confused. Most of them, if not all of them, are confused as they themselves admit. And the wisdom of the Kabbalah begins though specifically where the wisdom of philosophy ends. 
meaning the wisdom of Kabbalah starts from the end of the physical universe and onward. Because the word or the what we would categorize or what we would call the world of Asiya that is brought down in the world in the words of the Kabbalah and the world of the Zohar When we say Olam Asiya, the world of action, that includes the physical universe with everything in it. The Galganim, the universe, the planets, everything. But all the wisdom of Kabbalah goes from Asya and onward, higher. Which in, and the wisdom of Kabbalah also speaks about the world of Yetzirah, the world of formation, the world of Beria, the world of creation, where the Kisya Kabod lies, the world of Atsirut, the world of uh, nearness. And onward and onward. And that which is even before. Look at the writing of Etz Chaim. Look at, uh, look at the Ariya Kadosh brings down whenever he de- describes the Birat um, and how Hashem created the world before any of these worlds even existed. So, it's not incomprehensible. So we see that the Chochmah of Kabbalah is godly. And the fact that we're discussing things that don't even, that no, nothing on the physical realm that, that nobody can speak about because it's not even, there's no, there's no human intellect that can grasp it essentially. Because they've never seen it. And we're talking about things that are beyond uh, the Galgalim, the beyond the celestial spheres, beyond that which even the telescopes can see. Can see. It's, it's on a different spiritual plane. It's, it's something totally different. So, imagine what we're talking about here. So, um, what did the Rabbanu say? Even in the world of Asian itself, the world of action, the world with, all, the, entire, with the universe, the galaxies, everything. If you look at the inner aspect of the world of Asiya, the primiyut, the, the inner, the, the um, innermost piece of the world of Asiya, then because we're talking about, of course, there's the physical realm of the world of Asiya, which is what we see, the, the world with the trees and the earth, Mars, this, that, Venus, Mercury, that, that, that's all of Asiya. But then there's the ruchaniyut aspect of the world of Asiya. There's the spiritual element of the world of Asiya. Which is that which we do not see. And of course the philosophers know nothing about that at all because the, the spiritual essence of the world of Asiya cannot be touched, cannot be expressed. It's, uh, you don't even see it. Uh, meaning what's happening, what's lying behind this world. There's angels happening. There, there's, there's angels that are, that are walking throughout the world. There's things that are, that whenever we say a bracha, there's letters that are flying throughout our mouth. That whenever, whenever you're, for example, you... Uh, Every physical thing is built up of a code of letters. So when you're eating food, when you're eating, for example, uh, chicken, off, you, you're not eating chicken, you're eating ayin, vav, peh. So of course the ruchaniyut of the world of Asiya cannot even be touched because who has the ability to even see the letters? Now of course great tzaddikim have attained this. Rabbeinu speaks about this in, I forget which Torah, um, about the importance of believing that... Um, there's letters behind everything that you uh, that you eat, and the truth is that we're not really eating anything physical. It's actually we're eating the letters. That is the main thing that we're eating. That is our sustenance. The letters which bring uh, vitality to us, and all these things that Rabenu discusses. So, we see here clearly that there's a ruchaniyut, there's a spiritual element to the world of Asiya that nobody can talk about, and of course the chokhmah of or this. False wisdom of these philosophers, they, they cannot even talk about that. So you, they only have such a limited grasp, and even in the limited grasp, which is even in the limited grasp, it's totally mistaken, also because they're all arguing. So, what's the point of even picking up their book? It, it only, it's only a detriment.
טוב, אבל חוכמת הקבלה מדברת רק משורש העשייה ברוחניות. But the wisdom of Kabbalah is only speaking about the spiritual essence, the root of the world of עשייה and its spiritual essence. ומשם ולמדנו, from there and onward, they don't even speak about the physical world, it's, it's beyond that. נמצא שבמקום שמשתמעת חוכמתם של המחקרים, משם מתחילת חוכמת הקבלה. So we see here that in the place where this wisdom of these philosophers, scientists perhaps, where that ends, that is where the חוכמה והקבלה begins. גם אנוכי שמעתי מפיו הקדוש של עניין השגתיו הנוראים. I also heard from רבנו's holy mouth with regard to um, his awesome perceptions that he attained. רבנו spoke about this and he said like this, שדיבר כמה פעמים מזה ואמר, רבנו ספוק אבטה several times, ואני אסד, הלא אצל המחקחים מסתיימת ידיעתם בגלגלים. Isn't it that by the, by the philosophers, their wisdom ends with the, their knowledge ends with the, with the physical universe. ונדמה להם שמשם עולמה להוא רק עצם ההלוקות יברך, and it seems to them, even those that believe in God, it seems to them and, um, that beyond the physical universe is only God's essence. That's what, they, that's what perhaps some of them think. ובאמת, כל לימוד הקבלה הוא בעולמות ומדרגות שמשם ומעלה. But the truth is, the entire study of קבלה is with regard to worlds and levels that are even above this physical plane, this, the physical universe. כמו כן, אפילו מי שהשיג חוכמת הקבלה, היטב שהוא חוכמת האמת. Therefore, even one who even perceives the wisdom of the קבלה uh, properly, even one, a tzaddik, like the, perhaps, יארי הקדוש, like רבנו, who knows this wisdom, this true wisdom. The truth is, they understand that, that this wisdom is unfathomable. For, for it's always ascending one on top of the other. There's always new levels. Rabbanu said, I've attained the yechida, yechida, the tachlita madrega yechida, I've attained the highest level in the, in the highest world when it comes to the souls. The highest level of all the souls and the highest peace within that level. For each Of course, we know there's five souls, and for, within each soul, it's comprised of five levels. Rabbeinu attained the highest soul, and the highest level of that soul. And then Rabbeinu says, perhaps there's a little bit, perhaps there's more. <laughs> so, even for a tzaddik Rabbeinu, who perceived the Kabbalah to the highest degree, it's, for him, he, he's just starting, because it's infinite. So what are we even thinking about opening up books that, that are, for, perhaps, that are, what do you call it? Founded upon the logic of man, which is, of course, mistaken and confused. And these people aren't even pure in Kadosh. And then on top of that, there's a wisdom of Kabbalah, there's a wisdom of the Zohar, which is taught from Eliyahu and Navi, from Tzadikim, from angels. And yet we're going to rely on the wisdom of philosophers who don't even know how to guide themselves, who don't even know how to heal themselves, who don't know how to do anything. They pretend as if they know everything and they know nothing. They're all, they're all arguing with each other. So... It's, it's, it's a tremendous mistake, Rabbeinu says. one time saw a book which had collections of the writings of the Yari HaKadosh. And this book had collections of the writings of the Yari which were not commonly found in his country. Rabbeinu saw in this book that it discussed the devolution and the levels that existed before even the world of Atsilut, which exists in the world of the garment, as, we, as it's called, Olam Abar Bush. It speaks about this in the, the book of Pardas Rimonim by the Ramak HaKadosh. 
by the Rav Moshe Kodavar, the Tzadik and the Rav of Tzfat before the Ari Kadosh. It speaks about this in Padasi Rimonim. It discusses over there Tzachim, like spiritual light above the first uh, emanation of the world of Atzilut. Deep things that I, I cannot even express because I don't even know them. So it, it discusses over there these awesome things. And how um, there's many levels above the, even the world of Atzilut. Even the uh, Ari Kadosh discusses this in Etzrayim when it discusses Shpirat Akanim. Um, he discusses all the, um, uh, what do you call it? He discusses the worlds of Nekudim, Berudim, and um, Akudim, different worlds that existed before Hashem Itbach put into place these worlds of Atzilut, Beriyat, and Asiyah. Uh, even worlds that uh, before the tikkun happened um, were what do you call it? Before even worlds that existed before the olam tikkun, so deep stuff. Um, and it's also written. This stuff is also written and discussed in the book by Yakel Moshe. Rabban was speaking with Rabbi Nathan about this. Beniflati meod alze, ma sheish benimud bekabala, gam lemar matilu benimeli sheen gaboy yoter. And Rabbi Nathan was saying, I was, I was blown away by this. That even within the study of Kabbalah, it discusses that which exists above the world of Atzilut. And Rabbi Nathan said, it seemed to me as if there was nothing higher than this. And Rabbi was laughing with Rabbi Nathan and he said like this to him. It seems that by the philosophers, their wisdom stops by the, um, with the physical universe. Past that, they cannot discuss we just discussed above. And Rabbanu's Kavanah by saying that was that even within the true wisdom of the Kabbalah, even within the true knowledge, um, there exist levels above, levels above levels above levels that have no measure and you cannot even begin to express them. Because God's greatness is unfathomable. And it's impossible to describe this in writing for a person has to feel this. It's, it's, you have to believe in this and you have to feel it deep within your heart. One of Rabbeinu's famous phrases. Look what Rabbeinu says in Seif Resh Chavav, Conversation 226. Rabbeinu one time was laughing and he was joking around. He said like this. If they were to allow one dead person, one dead soul, to come back to life and sit among uh, an assembly of philosophers as they were discussing philosophy, it would put an end to all their wisdoms. All their philosophy would be put to an end. It would cease to exist. Because something beyond the physical realm, which they cannot even begin to speak about for they don't even know what exists beyond there has come back and is talking to them and uh, of course the philosophers are very much reliant on the on the realm of nature and that which is logical so if a dead soul were to come back to them and start speaking with them that would be the end of all their wisdoms for they are mostly all many of them are are atheists and people do not believe in Hashem and, and stuff like this when Rabbin was discussing this philosophy it's this of course the term philosophy can be loosely translated into many different ways, but when Rabbeinu discusses this philosophy, it's, it's, um, it was very much that which was discussed prevalent in his time. Um, 
the Enlightenment movement, all those new um, ideas that were being spread, of course, all founded upon the... Uh, uh, mostly, most of them believing that there's no God. A lot of them also believing that there's Hashem, but they they use philosophical and logical uh, proofs, stuff that goes against the tradition of and the sayings of the sages. So anything that goes against the Chachamim is 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 considered a philosophy. It's considered a chokhmah. Rabbanu says we have to safeguard our chokhmah. We have to safeguard our true wisdom. from foreign wisdom. Rabbanu discusses this in lesson five of Likutei Moran. So it's very important that we understand that when, yeah, Rabbeinu says this, that if a group of philosophers were to sit down and discuss their philosophy, if one dead soul were to come back to them, it would completely throw everything that they, that they talked about, all their beliefs, all their conversations, all their, their uh, theories away. All their wisdom would be completely uprooted. So, because we have a munandis, we do not even, even need those philosophies. For it contradicts the, the words of the Torah and the, and the Torah, the Torah, the Torah. So that's it for today. Mizrat Hashem will continue and see Chotaran, which is the Eve Resh Chavzayin, and discussing a new section about the power of Hidbodazut and prayer. Mizrat Hashem.